A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is my opinion, and I'm going to seek my approval. Do I approve of me? Love doesn't have any expectations. It doesn't seek something in return. It gives because it wants to. At our core, all of us have these feelings of being unlovable and inadequate. And until we start to care for those parts of ourselves, we can't really have the outer successes that we long for. There's money by your intuition, insight, creativity, higher vision, transcendence, no. Money does buy you pleasure, and pleasure is good, but it's not enough. We need fulfillment. Welcome to the Unwind Podcast, a show to help you pause, relax, reflect, and be curious. I'm your host, Poppy Jamie, a best-selling author and entrepreneur exploring the human experience. I interview world-leading thinkers, shaping ideas around the mind, health, spirituality, philosophy, and culture. I'm often reminded that thoughts become things, so we need to choose the good ones. I hope this show helps you to do that too. Are you currently on a search for your soulmate or want to build a healthier relationship or experience just more abundance in your life, whether that's career, health or relationships? Then I have a guest who inspires millions upon millions of people daily to do all of those things. Today, I'm joined by Danny Morell. He's a personal development coach He wasn't afraid to speak his truth. He uses ancient wisdom to support people in building their happiest life. Danny hosts his own private communities you can be a part of, where he personally coaches you. And he also hosts one of the top spiritual podcasts in the world, the Highest Self Podcast. Given the fact most of his videos have millions of views, I'm not the only one who's been touched by his content. I would love for you to share a quote you return to often and why. Can I do two? Of course. Yeah. I think the first one is we are one. You know, I think that we live in a world that is constantly trying to get us to compare ourselves with other people, that is constantly trying to get us to think that our woundings are deeper than other people, that, you know, we're different than other people because of the color of our skin or where we were born or how much money we make or what we do or what we look like or what we don't look like. And I think that that is all deeply related to the energy of fear. And we as human beings can either live in fear or in love, you know. And when we finally understand that we are perfect exactly the way that we are, and that we are beautiful, and that and that we are wonderful, and that we're special, and that we're unique, and that uniqueness is all you really need to tap into and be your authentic version of yourself that's where life really starts to open up and that's where you start to be able to attract everything that you want in life because you're no longer operating from the energy of what are other people going to think and you know you're no longer operating from this thought process of not wanting to do or say something because of how the outside world is going to react to you when you finally remember who you are that's when the magic starts to happen so we're one we're all one i love that But then at the same time, I hear the contradiction, which I think maybe we consciously or unconsciously are grappling with, with this idea that we're one, but yet 
if we're all inherently special and unique, how can we then all be one? Yeah. So now we're going to get deep. So, <laughs> so you, you have to remember that all of us as human beings, we are first, before we we're a human being, we're, we're a soul. And before that soul came here to earth, to this 3D experience, we were one with not only each other, but we were one with oneness. We were one with, with source. You know, we, we here call it God, but we were one with everything and nothing, which is the core of what we all are, which is love. Then when we get here, we get here and we are taught from the very beginning to be separate, even to be separate from that oneness because we're given a name. Mm -hmm. Like my name is Danny, right? And your name is Poppy. And, and just in that, like we're, we're separate. And then, you know, I was born in one tribe and I have, you know, certain color skin and you were born in another and you, and then your gender is such, and then my gender is such. And then, you know, so all of that contributes to our deep rooted psychology and our deep-rooted belief system about who we are and all of that is called separation mm -hmm. and essentially that's the energy here in the third dimension is it's intended to keep us separate not only from ourselves but from each other you know and when you go on your healing journey and you are truly ready to discover who it is that you really are it's hard work I'll be honest, it's hard work because you have to move through all those layers of separation to finally discover the truth of who you are. And so, yeah, if you listen out there and if you look at the television and you listen to the news and, and you see what's happening in society today, oh yeah, we're not all one. Let's get that clear, right? But when you really get to the root of who we are, we're all one. And I think it's beautiful when you find that. So yeah. I want to touch on healing a bit later, but just so we honor your second quote. Oh yeah. What is that? My second quote is the greatest quote of all, I think, and it's just love. That's it, love. Your life journey, from what I understand, has not been linear. You've had an incredible journey and shown that you really can achieve the impossible. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that journey and perhaps touch upon what decision do you think you made that changed your life in the most substantial way? I'll start with also saying, again, all of our life's journeys are all, if you think about it, like very similar, you know, to different degrees, we've all experienced some sort of pain. We've all experienced some sort of heartbreak. We've all experienced fear. We've all wanted to, you know, really go out and accomplish and, and become something. And, and our relationship to all of these things, to the pain, to the wounding, to the desire and the need to want to achieve something, you know, and what we did with all of those parts of our journeys, that's what makes us who we are both the good and the bad, right? And so for me, I'll share a little bit about the bad. You know, I was born to a father who, whose father abandoned him and basically didn't claim him. So from birth, my father never knew who his father was. As a matter of fact, I just discovered his father 12 months ago. Wow. And I just flew to the Dominican Republic to like reconnect us all for the very first time. Wow. And that's an important part of my journey because I feel that one of my giftings is communication. And yet when you meet my father, my father can't complete a single sentence without stuttering. My father was an alcoholic. And if you look at all of these things, I can see why. My father was also not present in my life, you know? And so for years, I was mad at him. I hated him, quite frankly. 
And that was part of my journey was forgiving my father and being able to see who my father really is. A little boy who never knew his dad. A little boy who who never felt that masculine energy and that protection in his life, you know? And so from the beginning, my masculine side was was jacked up, right? Because my dad didn't know his dad, you know? So he didn't know his own masculine energy. He didn't know that part of him, right? And so then my mom, my mom's mom died when she was only 13 days old. And so my mom never knew her feminine. She never knew her heart. So when I was born and, and we as children, you know, we've, we've got to understand this. This is why it's so important to consciously parent your children with love. I was disconnected energetically. Mind you, my parents loved me, yes. But energetically, I was disconnected from both my masculine and my feminine, right? There was disconnection and guarding and wounding. And as a result of that, I created a story in my subconscious mind that many of us in the system do that we need to find love outside of us, mm. right? We need to find love in success. Mm. We need to find love in power. We need to find love in fame. We need to find love in the way that we look. We need to find love in a partner. We need to find love in our career. Mm. And that's because it is much easier to find love outside of you than to find love in the place that you've never looked and most human beings avoid looking, which is inside. Because that requires going through a lot of pain. That requires going through a lot of unforgiveness. That, that requires, quite frankly, you know, meeting your mother and father, not where they were, but where they were when they were born and being able to forgive them for all of that. And so, you know, I, I did just that. I went out and I, I created a, a, a really successful real estate company. I was that guy. I was that guy in the custom suit with the leather bag, with the gold Rolex, with the Gucci sunglasses, with the Aston Martin, you know, the typical hot shot dude that you see on Instagram that's talking about, you know, taking, I can't believe this was me, but you know, <laughs> taking the pictures in front of the car and, you know, hiding his pain behind the sunglasses. And, and you know, I, I thought that was gonna find me love. And I also got married. And, and, and I had three children and I was unhappily married for 13 years, you know? That's not to say that there was anything wrong with my partner or anything, you know, wrong necessarily in the decision I make because it was, it was part of my journey. And I say it was part of my journey because for so long I was looking for a partner and I needed to have a life partner because I didn't have that love for my mom. So mm -hmm. I thought in my psychology, I thought like, as soon as I get married and I have kids, I will finally find love. Mm -hmm. And then guess what happens? You have the first kid and then you have the second kid and then you have the third kid and you start to realize, and, I, and this is gonna be a little confrontational, but mm -hmm. so often we as human beings have children mm -hmm. because we're searching for love. Mm -hmm. We're searching for this energy, for this feeling that we've never touched. And so we think that we're gonna find it in a, in a child. Again, you're looking outside of yourself, you know? And one day I find out that my mom has cancer. It was a blow because I've always believed that the impossible was possible. And so when I heard it, I just thought, yeah, she's no problem. She's gonna beat this, you know? And I went through a five-year journey of, of seeing her wither away and seeing her believe as, as a Christian that Jesus was coming to save her 
and I saw her go through that pain and I saw her, her die. And, and she died literally like in my arms. And that to me, I now understand and for me was a soul contract. It was a soul contract with me and with her because when she passed and when I, I was angry. I was angry at God. I was angry at myself. I was angry at life. I was, you know, here's a woman that went to church twice a week and who, who loved to give and loved to serve. I was mad and I was mad at the wage that she went. I say this, I say this at our events and whenever we do is that, you know, the, the pain that you feel on the other side of it, if you can allow yourself to find it, there's a gift. There's a gift in it. But that's going to require a bigger part of you. That's going to require some courage from you. And uh, that's where my journey began. I started asking questions about my life. I started asking questions about my health. I was 60 pounds overweight back then. I started asking questions about my business. Was I really happy with what I was doing? And then the scariest one, because this one came with the most pressure, the most religious pressure, the most societal pressure, was I happy in my marriage? And I knew the answer. I, I, I even thinking about it, it like gives me goosebumps because I, I remember, I remember thinking that and I knew the answer and the answer was, of course you're not. But I didn't even know that I had the right to feel unhappy. Like I just thought like, that's it. You signed the contract and you're stuck. And I, I remember thinking that. I remember thinking that in my head, like this is it. Like this is for your life. So I guess life is just going to be like this, you know? And it, and it was so bad. I remember like my ex-wife, you know, would want to see movies like Titanic or like love movies. You would never catch me watching any love movie because at my heart, like I'll watch the chick flick, right? I'll, I'll watch the romantic movies. I just didn't want to watch it in that relationship because I knew it was going to mirror back what I wasn't feeling, you know? Wow. And if, and if you ask me, what was the moment that changed my life? It was, you know, my mom's passing opened up all these doors to me. And in particular, it was with religion. And I remember we were going to counseling with the pastor and the pastor looks me in the eye and, and, he, and he's trying to basically convince me that divorce is not right. Mm -hmm. Which based off religion, yeah, I understand that it's, mm -hmm. it's not right. But for the first time, I just had the courage to start asking questions like, but what about my heart? Mm -hmm. But what about my, what my heart feels where I know I'm not able to love this person the way they deserve to be loved. And I know my kids have got to be feeling this. What about that? You know, and he wasn't having it. The preacher wasn't having it. He just kept looking. Well, you can't get divorced because of this. Well, you can't get divorced. because. And I'm like, look, I get that. In my mind, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm not even fighting what you're saying. All I'm saying is that there's something more here. And it's what I feel here and here, you know. And then like he was at his wits end because I wasn't challenging. I was just asking honest questions. And he said, listen to me right now. I said, if you make this decision, you will lose all of God's blessings on your life. <sighs> yeah, true story. He was like, you like all your success and all your business and all your money and all, you know, you're a leader in the community. All of it, it's gone if you make this decision right now. And in that moment, that moment changed my life forever because in that moment there was a little voice like I feel like every once in a while we hear these voices and this was that moment and I heard this voice and that mo that voice said this sounds a lot like guilt doesn't it this sounds a lot like shame 
And if this is guilt and shame, then this can't be love. Mm. As I remember, I remember thinking that. I remember thinking like, honest to God, I have no idea what love is. I, I have no idea what it is to be happy. But I know it's not this. Mm. And so that was the moment that I knew. Like I had to have the courage to leave the comfort of this structure that I was in and to go against my religion and to go against society and to go against everything. And I was like, I got to go do what I have to go do. And um, that's when it all started for me. I mean, that is an incredibly powerful story. And I guess what I find even more powerful about it is usually when you have those enormously difficult decisions, people look to their religion to help them through. But actually you had to deconstruct your support system and find another one. Yeah. And so what was the step and how did you make that step? Because I'm sure so many people listening have got difficult decisions that, to your point, it is so safe, the constructs that we create. I know, yeah. The relationships that we don't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever is keeping us in them. I know. And it can feel impossible because to turn it, that Because it voice. is. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why it is. It's impossible because everything, if I can get any message to your listeners, is that your life, the way it is, you are the creator of it. Mm -hmm. You have created it. This system doesn't want you to think that. This mm -hmm. system wants you to constantly be in victim energy. Because when you're in victim energy, you're in fear. And when you're in fear, you can be controlled and manipulated. And if there's anything that I have passion for is understanding that human beings are going through life. They're getting sick. They're getting cancer. They're getting ill. They're, they're dying without ever discovering the truth of who they are. And so for me, it was this thing like, you know, my mom died of cancer. My, my, my aunt was sick with cancer. I, I had a time at the time, a friend of mine, a friend of mine that was sick with cancer. And he told me, he confided in me, he said he happened to have the cancer in a part in his body where he was sexually abused. He didn't tell me that. I put two and two together. And I started to realize, oh my God, my mom died of lung cancer. She had lung cancer because she had grief. She had grief because she never knew her mom. She never knew love. So she was always in pain in her lungs. Yeah. So I started to put two and two together. And then I, I just said, like, I, I literally, I, do, I don't know. I don't know what's what, but I, I'm seeing this thing and it isn't love. And I'm seeing how I constructed it from my own wounding. And I got to go find another way, you know. And I remember leaving. And I remember living in a little apartment by myself. We had built this big, beautiful, custom Italian mansion-looking property on over an acre of land. And it was gorgeous. And I left. And at the time, I would get drunk every weekend. And so everything in my body, everything in my energy, when I was alone and I was now single, wanted two things. Well, it wanted distraction because it didn't want to feel the pain. So I wanted alcohol. I wanted tequila. And you know what I said? I said, you're not going to drink anything. And I just stood there and cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. And, I, and every time that I wanted a drink, I said, no, 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 no. You're going to sit here and you're going to feel this, right? And then every, one, every time I wanted to find a woman, you know, because we, we men, we tend to do this, you know, unfortunately, we tend to... One, two, when we, when we have woundings inside, 
we want to try to mask that wounding with a woman and then we we use a woman's body to cover up what we're really feeling inside. And so I noticed that about myself. I became conscious. Part of your awakening journey and part of becoming conscious is to awaken to the fact that you use things outside of yourself to heal or to put a band-aid on what you feel inside. So I remember saying that. I remember I wasn't perfect at this, but when I became aware of it, I was like, mm -mm, you're not doing this anymore. You're not doing it. It's not right. And you're going to sit here and you're going to cry. Whether it's with alcohol or with women or whatever, you're trying to escape sitting in the present moment. And in those moments, were there any books that you started reading or was there any guidance that you received? Maybe you weren't even looking for it. But in that moment, what was able to guide you into yeah. then the path that you have created and now paving the way for many other people? You know, it's so interesting. I want to explain this in, in this way. When we live in our mind, we are very achievement-based, mm. which means we're very do-based. Mm. Like, what do I have to do? Which means that we are in our, our mind, which is called our masculine energy. And I want to speak to that because so often when we are at war, we're essentially at war. Women can't trust men. Men take advantage of women. It's, it's a war. It's a war because we're not connected to our hearts is what's really happening. So a lot of times when I'll say the term masculine energy, women are like, well, blah, 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 the masculine, <laughs> the, blah, the fuck the man. Blah, blah, blah. What it really is, is that you're at war with yourself. Mm. Because a man is only a mirror for what is happening inside of yourself. If a man hurt you, which sometimes men do, you know, when you are a victim, you're always going to put the blame on him. And listen, and I deal with women who have suffered from sexual abuse and rape and, and all of these things, and we help them heal from this, right? What I'm saying is that at some point in time when you really want to start the healing journey, you've got to look past that and you've got to ask yourself like, you know, where did I co-create this? Where would I co-create? Where did I co-create the narcissist? Right? Where, where did I allow him to treat me in this way? You know what I'm saying? And that, that's tough. That's like me with that moment. Like you're going to lose all God's blessings. It's either that or you're going to stay in that, that energy and you're going to keep blaming other people in the outside world for what's happening inside of you, you know? But it's the same thing with men. Men are taught from when they're little boys to avoid their feelings. Their feelings, your heart, that's your feminine, you know? And so as a result, we have men who are out there who are, who are all about grinding and working hard and making it happen, so forth and so on. But yeah, but at what cost? At what cost? Like, does your woman actually feel loved? Does your woman actually feel nurtured? There, there's seasons for everything, but overall... Does she know that you are the desire, she is the desire of your heart, or that success is the desire of your heart? Because it can't be both. And what I have found is that when we as human beings find balance in both parts of us, because we're all both, we all came from a man and, and a woman. When we as human beings find balance in both our mind, our masculine, our, our heart, our feminine, we start to attract in life. Life gets way easier. It's no more forceful. You're coming from your power. And um, I, I just wanted to find that power, you know? 
So I'm desperate to ask you about this. Um, Power versus force, force versus power. And this idea that, you know, I attract, I do not chase. I, you know, have listened to you talk about that a lot. And I imagine you've had so much feedback saying the same thing, but the idea that you have to kind of attract almost sometimes takes away the idea of be a go-getter. And that can feel just paralyzing, right? Because you're like, so I'm just supposed to sit here and what, do some affirmations? (laughs) And my life is supposed to suddenly fall into place. Right, right. I'll explain it. So I go into this in detail at at my event Awakening. This This is what we do. But we all, as human beings, vibrate from different frequencies, from different energy levels. The lower levels are called force, right? And in those lower levels, the lowest energies and frequencies that you can calibrate from are guilt and shame. So for a lot of people who who have had severe trauma in their lives, you know, maybe they were sexually abused. I mean, shit, I've even dealt with people who have had sexual abuse from their parents. I mean, it gets pretty gnarly, right? That is deep, deep shame. It's horrible. What people don't understand is, is that you could have, you know, forgiven or gotten by it or whatever up here, but in here and in here in your energy, your body is storing that. That's why healing is so important, right? Okay, so that's the lower levels, right? And then just above it is the energies of desire and pride, right? That's where I used to live. That's where 99.9% of all successful people in this third dimension live from. I'm not saying it's wrong. You can get a lot done. You can accomplish a lot. You can become a billionaire. I've sat with billionaires. And I can look at them and based off the conversation, you know, normally they, they uh, do you know what a reflector is? Uh, yes, in human uh, in design. human design, yeah. I'm a reflector. So most people like they're, they're, I'm kind of like reflecting back energetically and they just start talking and sharing. And I, I can see it very clearly. Not happy in relationship, you know, can't sit still, can't be in the present moment, always have to be somewhere else, mm. never present. So how can you have a relationship with someone that is constantly on the go? Mm. So you can be in relationship with someone that provides for you all the money in the world, mm. but you know deep in your heart, they're not providing you what you really want, mm. which is peace, inner mm. peace. And so that was me. I built all my success. Everything that I did was built from pride and desire. I desired to be famous. I desired to be rich. I desired to be powerful because I thought that that is what was going to find me love. Well, then the energy and the frequency that separates power from force, negative from positive, fear from love. Take a guess. Do you know what it is? acceptance okay that's beautiful it's courage (laughs) right courage is before acceptance so when that pastor looked me in the eye and said you're going to lose all of god's blessings in your life if you make this decision what was required of me to make the decision and to follow my heart it was courage Mm. courage is the thing right if you've ever heard pride comes before the fall Mm. pride comes right before courage And when you can finally start having the courage to speak your truth, when you can finally start being the, having the courage to be truthful and honest with yourself about what you feel, 
about how people treat you, about how you would like to be treated, about how you would like life to look for you, about, you know, some of the woundings that you've been afraid to deal with, some of the people that you're harboring negative feeling towards, then you can start the process of tapping into the energy of love. Love is power. Because yeah, I'll tell you something right now, you literally can go from a space of grinding and working and so forth and so on to being. Mm -hmm. And when you are being and you combine that with a little bit of work, of course, mm -hmm. it's just things just flow. You just magnetize, your, your soul calls in. You literally can write out your intentions list for the year and you know, where I used to have to go knock on doors to sell a house and do all this. It's just like, whoosh, whoosh, just the, everything just starts showing up. Do you have a daily practice that helps you tap back into that energy? Yeah, I wish I could say yes, <laughs> but it's beyond daily practice. It's, um, and I, and I want to be sensitive to what I'm about to say. It's, when, when you're truly tapped into the energy and the frequency of love, and when you are reconnected to the truth of who you really are, you simply be, you simply are, and things align. I'm not saying you don't have to work. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. I'm saying that you no longer, yeah, I am saying you no longer work because you start living from your joy, you start living from your purpose, you start living from the truth of who you are and what you're here to do. And little by little, everything starts to align and the people and the circumstances and, and everything that you need just starts to kind of like align and you're, it's like a gravitational pull because you're no longer blocking things from fear. You're just drawing in from the feminine of your heart, which is love. I'm sure you're still not immune to fear though, because it's obviously so human yeah. for us to have fear. What do you do when, I mean, maybe you don't get triggered, but for mortals like myself, I think that there'll be moments in the day when as much as I'm trying to be in love energy, my ego will rear its, its head and I will snap or I will have a moment of trying to assert myself. Yeah. And, you know, you're kind of so annoyed with yourself because you're yeah. like, ugh. Have I just ruined everything? Yeah, it's called the human experience. <laughs> We're human beings and that's just gonna happen, right? But what I will say is my deepest fear was the fear of death. And it literally used to undermine every decision that I had. I went through an entire year of not sleeping. When you're on a spiritual journey, it's called the dark night of the soul. And I, I couldn't fall asleep because I had no peace because I thought I was gonna die while I was sleeping, basically. What happens is the closer you're getting to love, the more and more and more that your deepest and darkest parts of yourselves and your shadows, you're gonna have to face them. Mm. There's no way to get to love other than through fear, right? Mm. And so what, ha what I can speak from my own personal experience is that, you know, this is just recently, maybe only like a month ago, where, where I finally like, I get it. I finally moved past it. Now, in daily dealings with other human beings, yeah, your ego pops up. And yeah, there's parts of you that shows up that, you know, that 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 you wouldn't like to necessarily show up. And what happens is when your ego flares up, what you're really seeing is you're seeing parts of you that you don't like about yourself. 
That's what it's never about the other person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, you think it's about the other person. It's really about you. Can I give you an example? Yeah, please. Yeah. So, so I don't know if I should say this. I'm going to say whatever. <laughs> I have a program called Inner Circle. Yeah. And in my inner circle, this, these are our inner circle members and I teach them and so forth and so on. Part of, you know, when they're ready, we help facilitate deep meditations, ceremonies. Right, right, right. With, oh, right. With, no, with, exactly. Plant with medicine. plant medicine. Yeah. Yeah. After that, we facilitate a call to, you know, to see, you know, about a week or two later called integration to see how it's going, yeah. so forth and so on. And my ego was flared on the call last night, flared up. And, and I'll tell you why. Because I remember when I first discovered plant medicine, I was the guy that used to have to make sure that everybody knew about my experience. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So I'm looking at him like, <laughs> and I'm like, calm down, Danny, because you're just seeing you share love. You know, so it's just, it's just moments like that. And it, and it shows up everywhere. It shows up in work. It shows up in your relationships. I think all you have to do is just like recenter yourself, be patient, and really just become aware of what's actually happening inside of yourself. And when you can do that, then you can, you can start to move past it and it doesn't show up as much. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There is a video that you created that has uh -oh. had so many millions of views. Uh oh, which one? And I'm very, yeah, exactly which one. <laughs> There's this one that really speaks to your advice when looking for a romantic partner. Oh, yeah. And the things you should be looking for and the things that, you know, perhaps you shouldn't be looking for. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear that from you. What should people be looking for in a romantic partner, soulmate, life partner, whatever you'd like to call it? Yeah. Honest to God truth, they should be looking for themselves. They should set aside the notion or the idea of finding a partner. They should find themselves. And I say that knowing that for 90% of the people that just heard those words, it's going to go like this. Mm. I went on a journey my entire life Listen to me, and this is honest to God truth, and this is happening in relationships today. I, I, I hate to burst everybody's bubble. I was married. I would walk into a room. I would walk into a wedding, and you know what I was doing? I was looking. Not that I wanted to cheat, not that I, I was looking for the one. That's how deep the story goes. That's how deep it was energetically. It's like even when I had my partner, I wasn't happy with my partner. I wasn't present with my partner, you know? 
Do you understand what wow. I mean? Yeah, yes. it's because I didn't find, I, I didn't know what love was. Love, the energy and the vibration of love was blocked from my heart. Mm. And so what I decided to do or what my journey was, what I, I spent three and a half years, I committed myself three and a half years, I'm not gonna be with anybody and I'm gonna go on this healing journey. And that's where plant medicine, I mean, honest to God, to each their own and everybody thinks what they think, but I think our human condition, it's so dense and it's so hardwired in us right now, the separation. And if you really look at what's happening with AI and with you know virtual and all of this yeah. stuff, it is like darkness has its plan. Yeah. And it's trying to completely, it broke my heart the other day. It broke my heart when I was at a department store. Yeah. And I kid you not, I see a little baby, two years old. The mom is shopping there in the stroller. Ain't know what the little boy is holding? Right to his face, a phone. And that little boy, he wasn't here. Mm -hmm. We are programming our children right now to literally not be here. We're programming them to be in another world, mm -hmm. right? And it breaks my heart when I see this. So imagine, Im just think about this. Imagine that little boy where all he knows is to be outside of himself. Mm -hmm. He is dependent on that phone. Mm -hmm. How on earth is that little boy going to be able to connect to his wife one day if he's not even connected to himself? Mm. Do you understand the gravity of what we're dealing with right now? Mm. It, that, it is that severe. That is why I think plant medicine is so important because it's, it's being hardwired in us to be afraid, to be outside of ourselves. And I can say this is the only reason I am where I am today was because I spent those three years you know, and ayahuasca healed my heart. And then the mushrooms healed my mind and all of my subconscious beliefs. And once I finally did all of that, I'll tell you what was the, what was the final thing that I had to do. I literally, and this is advice for everybody, I had to cut cords with anyone that I had been intimate with before. Before I drew Jen in. Wow. Yeah, it came very clear. I was in meditation. It came very clear to me. Source told me very clear, you're not to have sex with anybody. Wow. And I'm like, oh. Fuck. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm, I'm single still. So nope. And I saw very clearly six months, just six months. It was at the beginning of the year. And then it came to me. And on top of that, you're to cut energetic cords with anyone that you have ever been with. This is why we do this at Awaken. Uh, we, we have this on our community. It's, it's a core cutting meditation. I went one by one. Anybody I had ever um, been with intimately. Even if they were great intimate it did, partners. It, did, it didn't matter who it was. It wow. was over. That part of my life was over. Wow, wow, wow. I was calling in something special. Wow. I was calling in something, something that my heart had been searching for. Mm. After I discovered that I'm the one, and that I no longer need anyone, mm. and I found everything I needed inside of myself, mm. and I went one by one. Gosh. And then I was clean. I was, a, I was a clean slate energetically, and I believe that's what allowed me to draw in my partner. I really feel we're in a bit of a partner crisis at the moment, and maybe what you've just shared is the reason why, but it feels that people in relationships are, as you said, kind of unhappy, People who are not in relationships feel that the relationship will be the answer to their happiness. And they have such high expectations for what they want right. that no one is meeting everyone's expectations. Because if you ask every impossible. woman, yeah. It's impossible for something outside of you mm. to fulfill what's inside of you. Mm. It's impossible. So what should you be looking for? Yourself. 
Once you find yourself, once you realize this is not a, oh, I get it, I'm the one. Once you remove all the guck and all the energy and all the, when your mom told you to shut up, when your dad told you that you were worthless, when they picked your little brother or your little sister over you, when you knew that they didn't value you at the same way that you would have wanted to be valued, when it was your little school recital and they didn't show up, all of that, all of that, when you remove all of that, you'll find who you really are, you'll find peace, you'll find yourself, you'll reconnect to your heart. Then from that energy, you can find love. Do you think you can do this healing within a relationship? If both people are willing and open and have the courage to, if, if two people are listening to me right now, it's a lot harder for men, by the way, because the greatest fear that a man has is to reconnect to his emotions. He's hardwired to not do that. He's called gay. He's called a little bitch. He's got, you know, stop being a wimp. Or a, this is how our fathers raise us. Mm. And I will say this here. I will say energetically, I think here it's even a little bit tougher. Because you guys have like the tight lip thing going on. Yeah. Where like I'm walking by and I'm saying hi to people on walks and they're just like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy? What's it? You know, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest, you know. What is he on? What, what is he on? I'm just like, hey, how, hey. I was like, oh, okay. Was like, in Texas, in, in some neighborhoods in Texas, like if you don't wave, there's something wrong with you. Like, it's yeah. like But it's all good. It's just what do you want? You know, what do, what do you want? And so, um, yeah, if two people you know, are listening to this and they're like, whoa, this is resonating. It starts with truth. It starts with two people looking at each other in the, in the eye and being able to say, you know, I just told Jen 30 minutes ago, I'm mad at you right now. And she's like, why? What did I do? Because you told me to, to I don't know what it was. You told me to you know, like do this instead of, you know, texting what I needed to text. And I, she goes, okay, well, are you aware? And I go, I'm aware, just leave me alone, I'm mad right now. But you see, we don't, we, don't, we don't even have the courage to do that. Yes. We don't even have the courage to be honest about the little things. Yeah. We just feel something, eh. we feel something and we, and we feel something and we're just grudge after grudge after grudge after grudge after grudge and we sleep it under the rug, we sweep it under the rug and then an affair happens. No wonder an affair happens. But then it validates your ego's need to blame them. No, it was together, co-created. Because you never had the courage to be truthful and honest with what you were feeling and what was going on in your day. I'd rather tell her, I'm feeling disconnected. Why? What happened? I can't put my finger on it. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Where did it come from? You know, I think it was the moment where we did this, this, and this, and this. And then next thing you know, we're looking at each other's eye, we're hugging, we're kissing, but we dealt with it. It's amazing how much fear we have around communication. It's because we live in the energy of fear. Fear is fear. Fear shows up everywhere. Fear shows up in you not wanting to do a video for Instagram because what are people going to think? Fear shows up in you not wanting to set boundaries with your mother or father because they're your mother and father. Fear shows up in that friend that is constantly negative around you that you know they shouldn't be in your life, but they're your friend and you're going to be lonely. Of course, fear is going to show up in your relationship and you not being able to speak your truth because fear is an energy. It's a frequency. So for someone who wants to improve on their communication skills, because I think that is such a good example of the small things that have kind of nudged you out of place yeah. and we just sweep them under the rug. Mm -hmm. I'm so guilty of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I think we're taught that conflict is bad. We should avoid conflict, opt for harmony, choose your battles. That's another little cliche yeah, yeah, that yeah. we hear a lot. What's the difference between, I guess, battling and actually being able to 
bring up something that could be uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a great one. I th and I think you do have to choose your battles when you're with someone that you have to choose your battles with. So here's what I would say. I would say that it all starts with gently starting to express some of the things that you're feeling. So you can say things like, baby, I love you with all my heart, but there's something that I have to share. And I just feel like I need to share it from like the depths of my honesty. And I just, I, I, I want to feel safe in being able to share that. And they're going to be like, what the hell's wrong with you? Say, no, no, no. I just want you to understand that I want to work through this, but there's something that I'm feeling, you know? Okay. What is it? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm. And understand their ego could flare up mm. because they, if they at some point in time were a little boy or little girl and they went through a part of their life where they felt attacked, their defenses are going to come up. Mm. That wall is going to come up. So you've got to get into it. This is where emotional intelligence shows up because sometimes we have some people or one part of the relationship that is aware. And then sometimes we have one person in the relationship that is absolutely not aware. They just, they just, it's like a pit bull. Like they see red and they're going to attack and boom. And that's a hard one. But once you, as an individual, it all starts with you. You, you can't expect, want, or desire someone else to change. Ram Dass said this, the best thing that you can do for someone else is to work on yourself. And the best thing that that person can do for you is to work on themselves because we're all only responsible for ourselves. So part of your courage is being able to speak your truth even when you understand that you could get a flare up. And then here's what happens. That other person is going to have to choose. The same way you chose and you had courage, that other person is going to have to choose courage. Either the courage to let go of their defenses or the courage to put you and your love for each other first. That's where healing starts, right there. That's really beautiful. My last question is around the integration part of the masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. Because a worry I've had when we're encouraging women to kind of almost integrate the masculine is then perhaps do they fall so into their masculine, they almost become hyper-independent and their ability to then be in a partnership becomes more challenging because they have told themselves, I need to be my own man and I also need to be my own woman. Right. And actually then where is that space for vulnerability and codependence, as we know, could be toxic, but interdependence, is there something beautiful in that? I'm not sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So I think first and foremost, where most men and women kind of shoot themselves in the foot when it comes to relationship is the energy of just wanting a relationship for the sake of wanting a relationship. You're going to get yourself in a sticky situation like that. That's why finding and being with yourself is so important. And, and you know, side note, this means yoga. This means going for a walk in nature. This means taking off your shoes and, and, and doing the hippie thing. This means connecting with grass. This means connecting with all of these beautiful trees out here, both men and women, right? This means sitting in silence and meditation. This means breathing. Most of us don't even know how to breathe. We're so stressed out. We're breathing up here. Breathe from your belly, right? Which brings up shame around the belly, which brings, you know, there's, there's a lot connected to this thing, right? 
And so I think that that's first. Second thing, you have to decide what kind of life you want to live. Mm. And so what I mean by that is that I'm not only a believer, I'm, I'm a liver, I guess. We all as human beings can live a life of abundance. We can live a life of health abundance, financial abundance, relationship abundance. There's nothing stopping us if that is the desire of our heart. And when we tap into the energy of love and we love ourselves enough to want the best for ourselves, we are taught that that is like pride on the opposite. That is the most loving thing that you can do is, is to want the best for yourself. Third, you got to start identifying the characteristics that you want in a partner. You know, maybe this podcast has showed you like, oh my God, like, you're right. Like my last partner was like that and like that and like that, like that, like that. Okay. So then, you know, what do you want in a partner? What do you want that partnership to feel like? What do you want to feel like in that partnership? Do you want to feel the ability to let go? Do you want to feel the ability to be able to surrender, to surrender your mind, your heart, your body? Do you want to feel the ability to surrender your finances? Like, do you want to fully be able to surrender? I don't know. Like, everybody's different. But when you do that, it's going to require a certain kind of I'm going to say man because I know most of the audience is, is women, yeah. right? It's going to require a certain kind of man. The moment you go out and you put into the universe this thought of where are all the good men at mm. is the moment that you are doubting not only God and the universe, but yourself. Your heart has the ability to attract into it everything that you need in order for your life to be whole, happy, and complete. So you got to be careful with the words that you speak because what you speak, you're speaking it out into existence. So when you say, you know, things like all men are dogs and where are all the good men or there's no men out there like that, is it? you're right. You're absolutely right, right? So be careful and start to change the way that you speak about men. Start to change the way that you expect about men. Start to change the way that you expect men to treat you because ultimately you're the one creating the entire thing. When you start to change that, here's what's going to happen. You're going to align with the partner that you want for your life, and you're going to be honest with yourself. And when you're honest with yourself about what it is that you really want, you're going to hold firm in the frequency of the calling in of that kind of a partner. I may be brutally honest with yourself. You know what you like and what you don't like? You know what you want him to look like and not look like? You know what you want him to earn and not earn? You want to, you know what you want him to feel like and not feel like? You know, you're just afraid. You're afraid to tap into like a life that could be that beautiful. That's where I want you to go. I want you to go there. I want you to go into the depths of your heart and soul and describe what is inside of you in a partner. Yeah. And so you hold that vision true. And then let's say you go on a date. You go on a date. You're open. You're dating. You're, you're meeting somebody, whatever the case may be. I'm going to tell you right now. When you are connected to you, when you're doing the yoga, when you're doing the meditation, when you're doing the breathing, when you're, when you're going to the healing events, when you're, when you're doing all of these things, you will energetically know in 30 seconds or less if this partner is right for you. Like that. It happens right now. As a matter of fact, you know that right now. You're just afraid of that knowing. You're afraid of that intuition. That is a woman's superpower. Her superpower is her intuition. And the reason why a woman is not connected to her intuition is because she's connected to the fear of her mind. From the fear of the mind, she wants that relationship so bad that when the intuition says, this is not for me, she goes, but it's okay, but I'll have it anyways. Because it's better than being alone. Well, you're never alone when you know who it is that you really are. 
Just to add on to that, that was so beautiful. And oh, I'm just going to have that on repeat. Do you ever think people go wrong in the exercise of writing down all the things they want? Because I worry that this is where we have the crisis of expectations, uh-huh. where men are going, I want supermodel, really successful, yep. like um, emotionally like this, never bothers me, always happy. And right. then a woman goes, oh, I want rich, right. successful, right. <laughs> hot, yeah. green and bad. And, yeah. and we're all wanting these perfect individuals. That's right. That's why you have to discover who you are. Mm. Because when you discover who you are, you'll discover that a lot of your wants, you've been programmed to want. Mm. Most human beings don't even know what it is that they really want. Mm. I didn't know what I really wanted. I wanted that. I wanted a supermodel. I, I wanted the whole thing. And then when I really, really, really discovered who I was, you know what I wanted? I wanted to be loved. Mm. I wanted to feel peace. I wanted to not argue a day in my life. Mm. I wanted to feel harmony. That's what I really, really wanted. I wanted that energy. I was afraid of that because I didn't even know what that felt like inside of myself. And then I'll tell you the greatest lesson. Yeah. I wrote my list. I want her to look and feel somewhat like this. I call it PPV, presence, personality, and values. I want her personality to be something like this. I want her values to be something like this. And if it's not a nine or above, I wasn't going to have it. So sure enough, I met Jen. Jen was like an 11, 11, 11, right? So I was like in. I was like, oh my God, right? You know what happened? The greatest lesson that could have ever happened to me was the list got used against me. True story, because this is what I'm saying, is that when you want from the shallowness of your mind, you have no idea that you, what, you, what, it did, what it is that you really want in your life. So I'll never forget, she calls me, we're like literally one Friday, can I share this story? Okay, so one Friday, we were literally, we were like a weekend talking about engagement rings. It, it just, it was like that, it was like, we knew, you know? We were a weekend, uh, whatever. She's in Israel with her family. Friday comes along and we're talking about engagement rings. Like we're already looking. I'm just like, so what kind of ring would you like type of deal? She's sending me pictures. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. I'm in Austin. She's in Israel. You know, we don't get to see each other that often. Sunday comes along and she texts me. Make a long story short. She was like, I know I'm what you want. I don't know if you're what I want. My heart shattered but i had to hold it together i had to hold it together and i had to be like okay no problem because i can't need i can't come from that energy right so i'm like let's deal with it let's deal with it head on right now what is it and i already knew i already knew what it was she's like you're shorter than me you're older than me and you have three kids fuck (laughs) she's right She's right. I can't do anything about that, though. She's right. But do you know what it felt like? And, and the beauty in it was every one of my insecurities, she handed it right back to me. And I had to sit with every single one of my insecurities. It was the greatest medicine I had ever received in my life. Because I realized that in that list of wanting There was insecurity, there was projection, there was what I thought I needed to be, you know, accepted in the outside world. And what I really wanted was to be loved exactly the way that I am. And so I was like, you're right. 
I can't do anything about it. And I held it together. I was like, okay. Yeah, everything is fine. Sure, no problem. Go ahead, do what you gotta do, right? Click, hang up. She was like, I think we should date other people. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. I think so too, you know? And I'll never forget, in that moment, my ego, I went into my book. I think I set a record. I think I set five dates in like 20 minutes. I had every night full, Monday, Tuesday, because no one's going to hurt me like that, Mm. right? That was my ego. No one's going to do me like that. I know who I am. I know what I'm worth, right? And then the little voice said, but is that who you are? And is that what you want? And I'm like, oh, my God. Sure enough, I guess she wouldn't, because we had cultural differences with everything, Mm. right? What we realized, it was her programming and my programming, and it was what was blocking us from like truly connecting at the heart, and obviously, make a long story short, she called back, she's like, I went on a date with this guy, he was everything, he was he was tall, he was Jewish, he was good looking, he was this, he was blah, 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 and I was like, she was like, but he wasn't you. And then the rest is history. Oh, that is such an amazing moment. It's a good story, right? It's such a good story. <laughs> Thank you, Jen, for allowing Danny to share it. Yeah. Um, I can't thank you enough for this interview. It's been so heartfelt and beautiful and mm. resonated so deeply with everything you've said and just so grateful on behalf of everyone who's listening as well. Talk to us about the inner circle. If people were looking for more kind of integrated coaching, what does that look like? My, my honest advice, before you get to the coaching, you have to come to Awaken. Right. Because I designed the Awaken, it is the most profound, I'm going to say it unbashfully, it is the most transformative and deeply healing three days of your life. And where is it hosted? We're actually going to have one here in London. Oh, amazing. Yeah, in April. Okay, April April. 2024, this is April 2024, yeah. Um, Um, Three days, fantastic. Yeah, and uh, and I'm actually organizing while I'm going to be here like a little afternoon talk, like a little, you know, theater style, just connecting, talking, Q&A. Because I feel like when you listen to what I share, it's going to bring some stuff up. And I feel like people need some help with like processing that. So we're looking into doing that. So Instagram, all things, you know, Instagram, look me up there and you'll find out what we're doing or go to dannymorell.com backslash awaken. And then that's where, you know, you, you know when Awaken is. Mega. We'll put all of that in the show notes. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed today, please hit subscribe and leave a comment because this helps the podcast so much. I'd be endlessly grateful if you wouldn't mind doing so. My mental health book, Happy Not Perfect, is available to order now. The book teaches you how to be a flexible thinker. A skill that helps you navigate any challenge that might come your way, helps you manage emotions, and helps you thrive to be the bendiest version of yourself. Until next time, I love hearing from you, so do shoot me a message on Instagram, send me a DM with any of your thoughts. Stay safe and well.